This past week, we have come through revival services. Dr. Gedge, for many months, has prayed about. He has worked on his sermons, and over the last several nights, we have sat at 7 o'clock to around 8.15, and we've heard the Word of God preached. How many this past week would say by an amen, the Lord spoke to you in a certain area over the last four nights, would you say amen? amen. How many are thankful that the Lord is still working, say amen? amen. Are you alive today, say amen. amen. If they can be saved, say amen. amen. Listen, it's okay to say amen. A chapel service over the last several days, we have heard from Dr. Gedge on the subject of revival. We've heard several messages on salvation and on Monday night, a very powerful message on flesh. And as you and I over the last several nights have hit the altars and gone back to our dorm rooms, we've been talking about revival, we've been talking about the messages, we've allowed God's Word to be applied to our hearts and our lives. And for many of us who have grown up in Christian homes, it's not something that was unusual, but maybe for many years now, you have come through something similar like this, where we have a guest speaker in. We hear the preaching where hearts are stirred. We use the phraseology often that uh, we become on fire for God or we kind of uh, are closer to that apex in our spirituality of drawing closer to Him. And for many of us, we've come through these services and as you said amen today that God's worked on your heart and on your life, we're, we're very thankful for those things. And man, it's been a... It's, well, honestly, I hate that it's over. Why? Because for many of us, we enjoy allowing the Holy Spirit to work on our lives. But revival's over. <laughs> now what? Excuse me, have you ever thought about this? That we come through and we think that we've, we've had revival, we've had a stirring of the heart, we've worked on things in our personal lives, we've gotten rid of pride, or we've let go of some bitterness, or we've gotten some mind things right, we've worked on those things, but then we come to the end of Wednesday night and we say, we're dismissed, we see an up next video, we head out, but is that the end of revival? Excuse me, Carlos and I believe many times in our life and our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, we get somewhat with familiar with just kind of running through the motions of things. I really believe in my life, even as 35 years old, sometimes we just get used to going through life. We get used to going through our Christian walk with Him. We get used to waking up and going to class and opening our Bible and going through the, the rigmarole of, hey, you got our devotions, okay, I meditated, okay, I, I checked off my list that I read my Baptist bread today, I made it through my three chapters so I can read the Bible in one year. And, and at times we even carry our personal spirituality into God's house and we kind of run through the motions of just coming in. Maybe even the, the attitude is it's just another chapel service. It's just, an, it's just another song. It's just more announcements. I mean, to be honest with you, how many can name the two hymns that we just sang this morning? How many were even convicted at maybe the second or the last verse of what we just sang? 
Is it amazing that you sit here? You almost get in a panic like, man, oh, Brother Shepherd doesn't call on me because to be honest with you, I can't even remember what we just sung. Why? Because at times we just go through the motions of Christianity. We go through the motions of playing college. We go through the motions of playing maybe even a relationship with God. And to be honest with you, we don't get that wow factor anymore. We don't get that, that obsessive factor with our Savior where it's just all about about him and it's it's a sad feeling of man I hate that revival's over I just want to keep going I want to learn more I want to grow no at times isn't it amazing that we hit Wednesday night and it's almost the feeling of whew made it through the last couple nights Finally, I won't get out of church so late. Finally, get a little rest. Finally, be able to catch up and get everything in my calendar. Man, I got to catch up. Put take my Evernote, and stick it in my iCal, and I've got I got to do this. I got to catch. Well, isn't it amazing that sometimes that's what we, we kind of treat our relationship with God? Excuse me, college. Let me remind you today that you are bought with a price. How many? How many believe that? Say, amen. You're a Christian. You are a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have, a, you have a walk with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You, you today have a personal relationship with Him. But isn't it sad in an independent, fundamental, Bible-believing Baptist college, I mean, the cream of the crop college students from around the world can just kind of get, well, familiar with who He is. This past Christmas... Carrie and I were able to take some time off and we went to Phoenix, Arizona for a week. And while we were there, uh, our family really enjoys outdoorsy type of things. And we are staying uh, there at a church parsonage. And as we're there, uh, we're there, we're staying for about a week. And man, it was private, it was great. But in the back of this church is just all desert. And I, I, have, I had not been to the Phoenix desert before, but man, it's a beautiful desert. It really is. They've got cactus. They got, I mean, just some really neat hills and hikes. And several days we did this as a family. We, uh, we, we made several canyon hikes up. I mean, even with five kids, hello, no excuses. We did it with all five kids. But it's one day that Carrie and I, just Carrie and I went out and we borrowed some mountain bikes and we began to go through this desert and we, we made our way into this canyon and it was pretty hilly. It, was, uh, it became and it gradually got steeper. And as we're going up, we're going up, we took a couple breaks and uh, I mean, it was just, just honestly, the best weather, the, the most fun. I mean, it's great exercise, and we really enjoy it. And I'm, I'm not exactly Norris Carey like Dr. Getsch, who literally rides about 30 miles a day on a bike. I mean, I think I've been like 15 years old since I had jumped on one besides at the YMCA, but those don't fall over, okay? So I, I wasn't exactly the greatest at a mountain bike. But nonetheless, my wife is there, got to show off, you know what I'm saying? So I got to act like I know what I'm doing, I've got this, and I'm good. And we, we finally made our way down to this place that, I mean, it was steep. It was, it was kind of like really steep. So we got to the, the top, and I told my wife, I'm like, listen, honey, I, I think here's what we got to do. I mean, hit, hit your back brake, don't hit the front brake. And, honey, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to kind of make your way this way. And then it looks like if you cut back this way. And literally what I was about to say, I mean, this is an honest story. I, I was about to tell her, if you just want to walk your bike down, that'll be okay. 
I didn't tell her this, but the reason I was saying that is because I was hoping she'd say, let's just walk our bike. I'd be like, well, I'll stay with you, and I'll walk my bike down too, okay? Because I was kind of afraid of what was about to happen. But nonetheless, right when I'm about to say, honey, why don't you just, why don't we just walk, why don't you just walk your bike down? I mean, right at the tip of my tongue, right as I said, she jumps on her bike, and she starts flying down this thing like she's on the Red Bull team and BMX, and she is flying down, and she's going down. I mean, she's standing up. She's in the back brain. She's going down, and I'm, I'm pulling my hair out. I'm thinking, what in the, I mean, she's getting out of the hospital. She's going down, and true story, she gets down to the end of this thing, and man, she hits that, that, that brake with the right hand. She spins that bike around and kind of flips her hair back. You know, it's like, this is waiting on you. So I buckled my helmet, and I walked my bike down. Amen. Listen, listen. It was a shocking feeling at that moment. I mean, my, on the inside, I was like, oh, okay, you got it. But I'm, I'm telling you, on the outside, I was, just, I was staying calm. But on the inside, I was, I was in shock. I, I, to be honest with you, I was impressed. I was amazed. Excuse me, college student, that's how we ought to view our Savior every single day. We begin to look at what the Lord has done for us. It should leave us with an overwhelming and at times shocking expression. Revival of the Spirit helps keep God in the right perspective. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 16 says, For by Him were all things created that are in the heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. If you believe that, say amen. The Bible says in 1 Chronicles chapter 29, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is Thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Catch this now. How do you and I keep revival? How do we keep this feeling of being in all of our Savior, being impressed with who He is and the power that He has? How do you and I have that feeling that we had last night of being clean with Him and being right with Him and wanting to do great things and accomplish great things, not in the name of Thomas Shepherd or religion or a church, no, great things in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you, in a day and age, watch now, where more and more young people are falling by the wayside, with 7 billion plus people in the world, we don't have enough college students to fill the dorms, and Bible colleges around the globe are shrinking, and more and more uh, uh, college students are interested in selling cars, and, and really just selling out for the world, and, and kind of interested in this and that, and no longer serving God, I'm here to tell you, listen, in a day and age, in a culture like that, how do you and I keep revival in our own personal hearts? No, no, whoa, 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 excuse me, I didn't say revival in your roommate's heart. This isn't a look around the room and, oh yeah, I'm glad they're here today, they really need this message. No, this, this is personal. How do you and I keep a personal revival as we've seen this past week? First of all, here's what we do. Number one, if you'd write this down. Number one, ponder what he has done. It's a thinking about. It's an examination of what he has done. Would you look with me at our chapter, text chapter here, Psalm 116. Look with me at verse number one. Everyone looking now, watch. The Bible says, I love the Lord. 
How many would say this morning, and just all reality, all honesty, you love Jesus, would you say amen? amen? Why? You ever thought about that? Why? Oh, yeah, but I sure love God. I sure love Jesus. Why do you love him? Well, I, 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 just, I guess I never... No, no, listen, the psalmist said this. Watch, verse number one. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The psalmist said, I love the Lord because he heard my voice. Isn't it amazing that Jesus will always hear? Not everyone is always going to be there for you. You won't always have mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or aunt or uncle. Not always are you going to have that Sunday school teacher. Not always will that pastor be there. But aren't you thankful today that our Savior will never leave us nor forsake us? Yeah, the world can be cruel. Yes, the world can be mean. Yes, there can be some bullies out there. But that's never been our Savior. God has always been for you and I. He's always there and He's lifting us up and He's, he's there for us. He said, he said this, watch now. He said, casting all your care upon me, for I care for you. Is ponder what He's done. He's always been there. Verse number 3, the sorrows of death compassed me and the pains of hell got hold upon me. I found trouble and sorrow. Excuse me, call a student. Tune in just a moment. You and I, we are humans. Yes, we go through those hard times. Yes, we go through those depressing times. Yes, we go through those cold times. We go through the, the hurt and the pain just like everyone else. But the difference between you as a child of the king and someone who is lost in their sins is you and I have Jesus Christ that takes every step with you and I. We have a Savior that lifts us up. We have a Savior that is there. You and I must ask ourselves when we're going through this hard time, when we're going through the sorrows of death, when we're going through the pains of hell, as the psalmist said here, we must ask ourselves, are our problems bigger than God or is God bigger than our problems? You see, college student, I believe nowadays the culture we live in, one of our biggest problems is that we have a small view of who God is. Yeah, we believe all the missionary stories. Yeah, thank you for the, the gentleman who stood up here uh, yesterday with Pastor and told about these missionary stories. And, oh, yeah, that's good. Boy, we got to, uh, Dr. Gatch, we got to get going. We've got a uh, fifth hour coming up here. Thank you so much. And, hey, you know what? At times we even, we even start to kind of contemplate, like, I mean, okay, yeah, the, the, all this campus wasn't here 34 years ago. And, yeah, it was a desert. And, yeah, we've heard the story. And, yeah, the miracles and this and that. At times, excuse me, listen, isn't it amazing that we've almost, as young people, kind of have this view of God that He's done great things in the past, but our little minuscule problems, our little stepping out by faith nowadays, no, no, the, the, the God that helped the older generation, He's not the same God that can help me. Can I tell you this morning, listen up here, watch, young man, I'm here to tell you that the God who worked miracles and Pastor Chapel and all the people who have devoted and given and I'm telling you sacrifice for this campus today is the God that lives and that God can work through you to do even more amazing things in his name if you and I just have the faith that he can do so well thank you brother Shepherd. that's your opinion no friend that's Bible 
The God who has always existed, exists today and will always exist, who worked in the Old Testament, the New Testament, and 2018 is still the God who is living and seated at the king, or excuse me, who is seated at the throne and working in January 31st of 2019. It's the same God, my friend. The Bible says, these things I have spoken to you that ye might have peace. Excuse me, the world, you're going to have tribulation. Well, I just didn't think Christianity was going to be this hard. The Bible said a long time ago, like, you're going to have hard times. But be of good cheer. Excuse me? What do you mean be of good cheer? It means like put a smile on your face. How am I supposed to put a smile on my face? I'm going through a hard time. Don't you know I've got a bill to pay? I have registered for classes, but I can't even get in classes yet. Now, I was promised a job and a transfer. And now they're not going to give me the job. And I've, I, I've, I'm already gotten in trouble with Mrs. Danke or, or Dr. Shedler. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm going through, what, what do you mean? I'm going through tribulation. What do you mean be of good cheer? Put a smile on my face. Here's the end of the verse. You ready for this? For I have overcome the world. That means this, college student, God's got this. It's going to be okay. We're making it through. You're going to be fine. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He's got this. Verse number four, everybody look at it with me. Watch now. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord, I beseech thee. Deliver my soul. Did you catch that this morning? It wasn't saying, well, I guess I'll call a meeting. I'll call a plan. I need to call mom. I need to call dad. Go through a really hard time here. No, it's in verse number four. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. The best answer, college student, to our problems is prayer. But if you as a college student are only going to God in prayer when you're in trouble, friend, you're in trouble this morning. If you're only approaching Him when you've got a need, I'm here to tell you, you're always going to have a need. If your relationship with God is only well like a genie in the bottle when I need Him, friend, I'm here to tell you, you're missing out on one of the greatest relationships that you can have on this earth. At times I wonder, listen now, what would really happen I'm talking as a 35-year-old man with five kids and a wife. Has just this past Saturday, one year here at West Coast Baptist College, I am starting to wonder, what would really happen if the students at West Coast Baptist College got really serious about prayer? What would happen? Most of us don't get what we want because we quit praying. Excuse me, we give up too easily, college student. We give up too soon. We quit praying right before the miracle happens. If you don't take a risk in praying big, you're going to give up on the miracle that God has set aside for your life. 
Even as a college student, don't get in the habit now of, of saying, well, okay, I'm going to come to God in prayer. And as you're praying, excuse me, as you're praying, dear Lord, here's what I need, and here's the need in my life, and Lord, you got to come through on this, and I need a witness here. Isn't it amazing that as we're going to God in prayer, we're coming up with our own plan at the very same time? Our eyes are closed, man, we're on our knee, and oh God, I need this here, and I need to do this. In the meantime, you're setting up a budget over here, and what you can cut back, and oh God, I need a miracle, but here, Lord, if you don't work this miracle, here's what's really going to happen. And isn't it amazing at times that our prayer life is not even a prayer towards God, it's really just setting up a personal plan how you and I can fix what is wrong in our life. Friend, if you pray, don't come up with your own plan. You can have faith or you can have control, but you cannot have both. If you want God to do something off the chart in your life, you have got to let God take the reins of your heart. I mean, start praying in such a big way that you say this, God, I'm just here to tell you, if you'll do this, all the honor goes to you and all the glory goes to you because God, I'm here to tell you, I'm not setting up another plan in my life. It's all about you. How many agree with that? Say amen. Isn't it funny though? Listen, whoa, 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 listen. Isn't it funny how easy it is to do these things? Or to check it off like, oh, we got it. I mean, as I look around this room this morning, I mean, I, I'm telling you, listen, Jacob, I'm telling you, Sarah, Joel, watch, watch, watch. At times even we can go through a message, we can get halfway through a message. And Dr. R, we can be even writing notes. But, it, but it's not taking effect. We're not letting God implant it in our lives. What happens when revival is over on a Wednesday night? On Thursday, do you even remember one point that Dr. Getch gave that, that was applicable to your life and the Holy Spirit just boom, hits you and this is, this is for you. This Thomas Shepard, this is what I have for you. One day later, 24 hours, do we even remember it? I'm afraid at times we go through the motions. And then we wonder, well, I wonder what happened. I, I sure did have revival. Well, how do we keep it? Number one, we have to watch now. Number one, we have to ponder. We've got to ponder. Well, what are we pondering? We're pondering how good God is. Look at verse number five. Watch what it says. Gracious in the Lord and righteous. Yea, our God is merciful. Verse number six, the Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low and he helped me. <laughs> Return unto rest. How many like rest? How many like to sleep? Say amen. I like to sleep. I think sleep is good. If you don't like to sleep, you're one of these weird people. I just require four hours a night. You're not human. You're weird. And I hope your mansion in heaven is not close to mine because I like to sleep. Amen. Listen. Return unto rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. Verse number eight. For thou hast delivered my soul from death. Look at what God is doing. Mine eyes from tears, my feet from falling. Look what he's done. I will walk before the Lord in the land of living. I believe, therefore, I have spoken and was greatly afflicted. I said in mine haste all all men are liars. Look what God has done. Begin to ponder in this verses here that He is gracious, that He gives us mercy, that it is only Him in those, those troubling times that, that gives us rest. So when we read this passage, we see why we ought to desire revival every day. And if we desire it, if we want it, then we begin to ponder. We begin to dwell on what God has done for us. But look at verse number 12. Watch. Okay, so what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits? 
toward me. Caution, what can I do? What can I give? How, how, how do I even come close to repaying him? Well, first of all, if we're going to keep revival, we must ponder what he's done. But secondly, we must promote his salvation. Verse number 13, look at it with me, says this, I will take the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. How many are saved today? Would you say amen? amen. That means this, that you, you've placed your faith, you've placed your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. If the question was asked today, do you know Him? Are you saved? I would say that everyone in this room would say, Amen. That means that you and I believe the verse in Romans chapter 2 and verse number 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. That means you and I look at the Word of God in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8, but God commended His love toward us, and that yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means when we look at a verse, we're going to believe it like Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8, for by grace are you saved through faith, and then not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Listen now, that means that you and I, we have salvation, we have God, we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. But listen, He does not stop there. It's not just, okay, I got my fire insurance now, now I'm good, now I'm great. No, now that we know Him, do you share Him? I mean, really, verse number 12, what, what am I supposed to do for, for everything, verse number 1 through 11, after everything that God's done for me, and mercy and grace and rest, and brought me out and, and replaced, and he's, he's done all this, what can I do? Listen, you accept His salvation, and then you share it. Because you may help you out. Listen now. Do you know in the day and age, the culture that you and I live in, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, there are many that spend more time criticizing what others do in their life than they do telling others about what God's done in their life. I was told recently, hey, Bishop, you need to, you, you need to be on social media more. You, you, need to, you need to be tweeting more. You need to see your Instagram posting things like Christmas. And anybody we want to see more? We want to do this. Can I be just super honest in a student body that I love? Social media can become very discouraging. Super discouraging. As a millennial, when I get on there, I, I'll be honest, even, even last night and today, the big argument, Dr. Getch, today, like 140 different threads going on. People argue on, over who should have closed their doors and who shouldn't have during this this polar vortex that's going through the, the Northeast. I'm sorry, I don't have time to argue whether some church in Chicago should have shut their doors or not, or shame on them for shutting their doors. Excuse me, there are lost people in the Antelope Valley that need me. Does this make sense? Say amen. I think at times, listen now, there, there are those that, once again, we just kind of get in that mode. When we get it, we get... We get, in that, we get in that routine like brushing our teeth. Did you catch that? A routine like, hey, uh, I'm brushing my teeth. I mean, when's the last time you thought about, oh, I need to hit this T1 molar back here because it's been a little black and a little bit floss in between there. Got a crevice between whatever this is called and this is called. And I just hear, no, no, when you brush your teeth, you know what you're doing? You are thinking about everything else. And, you just, and you're just, I got a Sonicare, amen. I got that Sonicare, just, I'm thinking about everything else that's going on. But isn't it amazing, listen now, at times 
we almost treat our walk with God like we're just brushing our teeth. We hear a sermon on hell and we've heard it so many times, it does not even affect us anymore. We, we, we think about, about the pains of hell and it's just, yeah, I know, it's going to be darkness, the gnashing of teeth and the, oh, the rich man is there and he's still been there for 2,000 years now. Excuse me, at times, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be disreverent towards God, but I'm going to tell you in our minds, sometimes that's how we treat it. We run through a, we run through a hymn and man, we've sang it so many times, we don't even think about the words. We're just going through, just going through, just same old, same old. Does anybody in this room even care that people are dying and going to hell? Oh, congratulations, you're so big and it's so wonderful. And boy, God's been so good to me. And boy, I get it. Yeah, the mercy, the grace. Boy, I'm done. I don't even deserve to be here. But boy, the life I've lived and where I've come from and where I'm at now, boy, I just want to praise the Lord. That's good and that's great. And we'll give you an attaboy button later. But I'm here to tell you, there are some people that desire to have what you have. And I'm not talking about your car. And I'm not talking about your paid off school bill. And I'm not talking about your looks. I'm not talking about your athleticism. I'm talking about there are people that are hurting and dying and they need hope and they, they need something to grasp onto and you've got it. It's an amazing 31 days into 2019. You haven't handed out a track. You haven't told anybody. You've pumped gas. You've been in Target. You've spent hours on social media and nobody even knows what you have living in your life. Don't tell me you care. I'll tell God, oh God, thank you so much for what you've done. If you and I are so thankful, why don't we tell somebody? It's a sad day in America when we have to, we got to beg and plead and you got to be there and we got to, here's the tracks and here's your map and here's where you need to go. Now go on, go tell somebody about Jesus. How about you and I just get a backbone? How about you and I just grow up spiritually and say, hey, we've got something the world doesn't have. They want it. They need it. I'm just going to tell somebody about them. Somebody help me out. Amen. What if... What if you and I got really serious? Jordan, I'm talking about so serious that we're just, we crave telling somebody about God. Conviction, excuse me, conviction doesn't work here. Whoa, 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 what do you mean? Let me just, let me just, let me just use an illustration. I might, I, might, I might go just a little bit over time, but I've got my job, my paycheck, so I'm good now. So listen, 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 listen. Watch, Dr. R, come here real quick. Dr. R is, is and, and I'm not puffing him up, but I'm just telling you, he is a, he's a soul-winning machine. He, he gives out tracks. You have tracks on you right now. He's got tracks on him right now. I mean, he's, he's always handing out. Now listen, I'm just going to be honest. He's a youth pastor for four years, pastor for eight years. When I came and when I hung around Dr. R, are you ready for this? I was convicted about my soul-winning. I knocked doors. I knocked plenty of doors. I, I knocked out my 100 people on a map. And, oh, you got 200 people? Wow, I only got 100 people. <laughs> I got mine definitely. I, I, trust me, we've been there. Listen, watch. When I was around this man, I began to be convicted. But can I be honest, Dr. R? Conviction does nothing unless we act on it. 
I'm so convicted right now. Do something about it. Oh, just, Dr. R, we're in a leadership team meeting. He talks about, I handed out 400 tracks, had two people saved, and this happened, and this happened. And, oh, man, I'm telling you, I'm embarrassed. Boy, I'm telling you, Dr. R, that makes me feel so bad. Excuse me. Maybe it's just the Holy Spirit saying, yo, Brother Shepherd, why don't you step it up? And why don't you start telling people like Dr. R? This makes sense, amen. amen. See, I'm afraid at times we come through a service like this, and, and I'm just telling you, I'm start, I was starting to sense that. That's why we had to take a break. You start to sense that we're just taking notes. Excuse me, that we're just walking through some motions. We're just, we're just once again kind of, well, promoted salvation. Yeah, we're, you know, soul winners, that's where we're supposed to be. Then why don't you and I be it? How do we keep revival? Ponder what he's done. Promote his salvation. But watch this. Number three, pay my vows. Would you write that down? Pay my vows. Look at verse number 14. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. What if you and I promised God that we would do? What if, what if you and I told him that we're going to fix, that, that we're not going to do what, what we did last year, and we're going to fix some things in our life, or uh, give up some sin, or we're, we vow to live for him this year? College student, listen now, watch. Don't get down or discouraged because now we're at the end of January and you have already failed in what you promised God you were going to do. You are not a failure because you failed. You're a failure if you give up. The Bible is very clear. A just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into the mischief. The Bible says he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah, but Shepherd, you understand. I promised God for the third year in a row that I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. And here I am. I'm already 16 chapters behind. And I'm never going to catch up. And, oh, I'm just a failure. No, friend. You get up. You get back in that saddle. You put your mind to it. Get off Facebook for a little while. and Get your face back in the book and, and put some things aside and, and just jump back in and learning and growing and I, I promised God I wasn't going to look at pornography this year and this was my year to break this but oh I, I've already been back and I've already looked and I've already had to erase my safari history and I've, I've already been on those pages on Instagram and oh I'm just a failure no let me tell you something young lady let me tell you something young man you're not a failure because you've sinned no you're only a failure if you give up and one lie watch now I, I think one of the most paralyzing mistakes we make is thinking that our problems or our sins somehow disqualify us from being used of God. Friend, that is a lie from the devil. If you want to be used, you can be used of God. But you got to pay your vows. I was going to win, I was going to win one person to Christ every month. you got a whole 24 hours. Get out there and do it. Yeah, but i got this and I've got that. I'm just to listen now. If you and I are careful, we can excuse our way through life. We're too busy. We got too much going on. No. If you and I said, I've, so, I've seen revival. Monday night, I got on my knees and I told God, God, I'm letting this bitterness go. I'm, I'm not going to be mad anymore. This morning, you woke up and you saw something on Facebook and you are already jumping back into, oh, mad. No, 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 friend. Pay your vows. Would you write this down? Number four, patiently serve. I'm almost done. Don't show your Bibles yet, but watch now. Patiently serve. Look at verse number 15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. O Lord, truly I am Thy servant. 
I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. What can you and I do? We can serve them. Paul said, for ye are bought with the price, therefore glorify God in your body and in spirit, which are God's. There are several men in my life here at West Coast Baptist College that I admire greatly and deeply. I could not, over the last several days, get enough of Dr. Getch. If I asked Dr. Getch today, Dr. Getch, how old are you, if you don't mind? 66 years old. I'm sure that if I were honest and asked Dr. Getch at 66, does it kind of feel like yesterday when you were 35 and had your oldest kid being nine years old? And I really believe that Dr. Getch's answer would be, yeah, feels like yesterday. Often Dr. Shetler says to me, oh, I remember those days. Talking about coming into a meeting and man, I was flying in. Had to get the kids from school. Had to run them over here and had to do this. Oh, my three-year-old's up all night with a fever. We were praying over her, thinking, do we take her to the doctor or not? Come in and telling Dr. Shetler, Dr. Shetler, man, feels like yesterday we were going through that. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for this? You may not believe me, but it's true. Life goes very fast. What are you waiting for? Excuse me, Josh, Aaron, what are you waiting for? Hannah, what are you waiting, what are you waiting for? Serve him. Sam, serve him. I don't have a revival in my life, but boy, isn't it funny how much we serve ourselves? Excuse me, isn't it amazing how obsessed we are with our own selves? Oh, we're obsessed with ourselves. We love ourselves. We absolutely, I would say without a doubt, just about, not all over, but I would say out of hundreds of students in here, we spent more time getting physically ready than we did spiritually ready to receive the Word of God today. Got to get it right, got to shine the shoes, got to get it just perfect, got to put on the eye makeup, all messed up, and, but it's going to have to stay, so I'll do this one a little bit longer, ladies, you know what I'm saying? The lipstick got me right, this, this now, nah, we just get it, and we go in the bathroom, we got to take that selfie, we got to just, we, but, but we, we are obsessed with ourselves. Excuse me, why don't we stop serving us, why don't we start serving God? Excuse me, take that time that we're putting in, and why don't we just start putting it towards the things of God? Do you want, how many want to see revival in your personal life? Say amen. amen. Serve him. Watch this. Would you write this down? Patiently serve, but how about passion, passionately thank him? Verse number 17, everyone look. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving. I will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord. Now in the presence of all His people. Passionately thank Him. When it's the last time you and I stop for just a moment. I'm talking about we stopped complaining. We stopped murmuring. Excuse me, listen, listen, listen millennial. Instead of complaining about the current state of affairs, we need to offer better alternatives. Well, we need to stop talking about the darkness and start being the light. 
We stop complaining about, oh, this isn't right, and oh, this is wrong, and oh, this is wrong. No, instead of, instead of taking it and developing a habit of constantly complaining, what if you and I got in the habit of just starting praising God? I'm talking about just for a little bit, just stop it, and just for a moment, instead of coming in to that dorm room, and oh, this is wrong, and oh, this is a fair, and oh, I got this, and oh, Miss Thankie didn't take this off, and oh, Dr. Shetler did this, and my dorm soup, he lets him get away with this, but not me, and complain, and complain, and complain. What if just for a moment we got out of that habit and got into the habit of just saying thank you to the Lord? No, think about it, Phil. Think about it, Sandra, just for a minute. When's the last time we stopped, <laughs> I mean, like out of our comfort zone and just got on our knees and we, we didn't ask for anything of ourselves. We just said, Lord, I just, I got to get on my knees for a moment. <laughs> I just want to say thank you. College student, true story. You ready for this? Listen, I know men and women at my age that I went to Bible college with that today, I'm talking about this past month, in their mid-30s, are still doing nothing for God. And when you talk to them, you ready for this? Listen, 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 watch, watch, watch. In their mid-30s, they're still talking about what happened 15 years ago and how they were treated unfairly. Why? I'll tell you, Aaron, they got in the habit of complaining more than they got in the habit of thanking. And now it's Lois, it's everybody else's problem, it's everybody else's fault. I'm like, I would, but I'm, I'm just treated so unfairly and this and that. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Excuse me, friend. Life is not fair. Get over it for a minute. Don't you be 35 years old and still looking back at a dorm soup that was mean or Dr. Scheller didn't take this off. I just think it was so unfair. <laughs> listen, I'm here to tell you, I told our homiletics guys this morning, I said, listen, one day you'll understand why we have rules on this campus, why you can't go off campus alone with your girlfriend. And that day will come when you have a daughter of your own. Oh, it'll come. Why don't you and I for just one day break the habit of complaining? Why don't we just start thanking him? I'm here thankful you're saved today. Say amen. amen. When's the last time you told him? Oh, you've, we've told him a lot of other things. And Dr. Gatch, it's just not fair. And I just don't have this. I, I just want this. And this is this. this. Whoa, 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 student. Listen. I am not against you. I'm for you. I'm with you. I understand. I've been there 12 years ago. I sat where you sat. I know, but I'm here to tell you, it's going to be okay. It'll all make sense real soon. For some of you seniors, it'll be just next year and it'll click. Oh, that's why. You're going to be just fine. Just start thanking him. Watch lastly. If I write this down, lastly, this is it. Number six, praise the most high. Everybody look at the last verse. You ready for this? Verse number 19. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem. Right in the middle, right in front of everybody. I mean, front and center. Look at the last four words. Watch. Praise ye the... And everybody said out loud. Lord. Lord. 
It's a praise. Whoa, 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 don't show your Bibles. Listen, listen, listen. It's a praise. It's a worship. Worship, watch now, is forgetting everything that is wrong with you and I and remembering everything that is right with God. What if? What if we had one chapel service on January 31st 2019 where hundreds of young people stepped out of their row and got down on their knees and just praised the Lord. Did you notice something, Gil? I literally can't even say it without putting a smile on my face. You, you can't say praise the Lord being down and mad and grumpy and it's raining and it affects my inside and this, I think I'm going to get broken up with today. Wow, 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 stop. Caleb, what if just for a moment, thing we stepped out and we just said, God, I just want to praise you. That is when we know we've kept on, we've held on to revival.